Hey, welcome to Say Yes and Become. I'm your host, Leonard Lee. Holy Week is that week beginning on Palm Sunday and going through Easter Sunday. It is celebrated across the world. This time on the pod, I'm taking an eight-day journey with Jesus and his friends. Today is Tuesday of Holy Week, so let's get started. I can only imagine what the first Holy Week was like. I'm sure it was not called Holy Week back then. If the disciples were to give it a temporary nickname, it might have been called, What the heck are you doing, Jesus? Or maybe, Jesus, are you trying to get yourself killed week? Some might have even called it, Way to ruin your momentum week. But considering how it ends, they certainly would not have called it Holy Week. The emotional highs and lows, the internal yeses as Jesus rode that donkey into Jerusalem, was declared Messiah and King by the people as they shouted, save us now, save us now, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Man, what an emotional high of anticipation. It must have just been overwhelming for them. And then as they headed back towards Bethany that night, dropping off the donkey maybe, winding down for the evening, can you imagine their conversations? Can you imagine the questions they asked or wanted to ask Jesus? Their own conversations, I'm sure, were filled with momentum that caused them to overtalk each other. I bet they were wondering about the kingdom Jesus spoke of so often, wondering about their place in that kingdom. Where will we sit? Who will we sit with? What will we rule over? I bet their questions abounded. Surreal might actually be the best word to describe the moment for them. I wonder if they knew they were seeing history. I wonder if they knew that in that short time, this week they were experiencing in real time would get its own name, Holy Week. Then Monday comes, and Jesus pounds and flips the tables, stumps again the religious elite when they asked him, where do you get your authority to do this or anything you've been doing or saying? And Jesus stumps them with his answer. The whole city's in limbo. Will Jesus be the king? Will Jesus return Israel to its glory? Will our oppressors, uh, those internally and those externally, the nation of Israel, the oppression of the religious elite, or the weight of the Roman government, will it be put right? Has a hero arrived? These unanswered questions created a spiritual limbo. Limbo is like having your feet firmly planted in midair. Where you come down is determined by the strongest wind. So in clandestine meetings, hushed tones, raised voices, a strong wind was developed by the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the religious elite. A plot to kill Jesus and get this guy out of their hair forever and once for all. So let's do a quick recap. Sunday, you are the king, you're the Messiah. Monday, what did he do in the temple? Jesus, you're giving the bad guys wind to take and move where this limbo will land. Now, Tuesday. And the day could be labeled this. Hey, Jesus, them's fighting words. On Tuesday, Teaching Tuesday, Jesus delivered some pretty powerful words. It it was as if he was intending to poke the bear, and poke it he did. Using a parable, Jesus told the religious elite that they were like sons who said they would obey but didn't, and that tax collectors and prostitutes were the ones who said no to God initially, but eventually obeyed, and that their place in the kingdom would be better 
than the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were fighting words. Using a parable, Jesus told the religious elite that they were going to become greedy murderers, killing the very Son of God, and that they were uh, rejecting the very cornerstone of everything God has done, was doing, and would do. Jesus himself. And that rejection put them at risk of losing everything they had. Fighting words. Using a parable, Jesus told the people that the kingdom is like a huge wedding feast prepared with love and care. But when it came time, the people refused to come. So he sent, he sent some of his, his people to reinforce the wedding invitation. And when they refused to come, they even mistreated and killed the messengers. And so now the king sent an army and burnt the city and destroyed the murderers. The king sent invitations to every corner and alley of the city. You come and enjoy the feast of my son and his bride. And then the king noticed that one of the newly invited guests did not dress in honor of the event, and he was thrown out. And then he said, just because you were called does not mean you were chosen. Fighting words. The people hearing those words were deeply deeply offended using a parable jesus told them that the kingdom of god or kingdom of heaven is like 10 virgins preparing to meet the bridegroom and five were foolish they brought lamps but no extra oil and then five were wise because they brought lamps and extra oil when the bridegroom did not arrive as they thought when the bridegroom finally came when he finally arrived the five with no extra oil said, could we have some oil from you? We're out. And they said, no, you have to go get some. The five who brought the extra oil, they were ready. And the bridegroom arrived while the five were out buying their, the, the unprepared five were out buying their extra oil. And Jesus said, your heritage does not save you. Being ready for the bridegroom does. Fighting words. Using a parable, Jesus warned that the generosity of God is not a thing to be wasted, but something to be used for the kingdom. Telling of a man who, before his long journey, gave his servants gold. One of them five bags of gold, two, one two bags of gold, and the other one one bag of gold. Each was to conduct his master's business until the master returned. After the master's return, an account was given, and the man with five bags doubled and said, Look, I've, I've doubled what you've given me. And the master was pleased and blessed him. And the one with two bags said, Master, I've doubled what you've given me. And, and, and the master was pleased and blessed him. But the one with one bag refused to enter his master's mission, refused to take what the master had given him and used it for the master's purposes. And he was given some words that were pretty harsh. Worthless, lazy, wicked, and then what he did have was taken away and given to the ones who had more. Fighting words. And in all of these parables, Jesus was revealing his kingdom and what he wanted done and what was not being done by the religious elite. All these stories pointed to the king and how people's response to the king determined their destiny in the kingdom. The message was sent and was being received. See, those are fighting words. And on this Tuesday, Jesus also prophesied. He prophesied the temple's destruction, the destruction of Jerusalem. He prophesied that the end would come and how difficult it would be for people. Fighting words. 
You didn't threaten the temple and get away with it. And Jesus threatened the temple, but he didn't get away with it. And on this Tuesday, Jesus made it clear that he would return someday and there would be a final judgment. Jesus' words cut through the tradition and the identity of the people by telling them that the standards being used on that final judgment, who gets to be sheep, who gets to be goats? Sheep were in, goats were out. It would not be the law, but rather the engagement and the mission of God. He summed it up this way. If you've done it for the least, you've done it for me. Fighting words. By the way, Jesus left no doubt that the end judgment would have sheep. It would have goats. And, the, and again, the entrance was not was what was done for the least, not adherence to the law. And lines were being drawn. Fighting words. This Tuesday, Jesus was poking the bear. On this Tuesday, Jesus made it clear that he was the one, the Messiah. On this Tuesday, Jesus made it clear that showy religion was no match for a widow's sacrificial gift. On this Tuesday, Jesus said the greatest commandment, the one that captured all the rest and summed up the entire law of God perfectly, was to love God completely, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, make no mistake, these were fighting words. And the wind was blowing against Jesus. Or was it? On this Tuesday, Jesus confounded the Sadducees as he talked about uh, in heaven there's not marriage. He talked about eternal life. The Sadducees didn't believe in that. And on this Tuesday, he confounded the Pharisees and he drew kingdom lines for the people. The wind was shifting. Limbo was being decided and the campaign to kill Jesus was picking up a lot of steam. And all the momentum Jesus gained as the king and the deliverer on Sunday and Monday was changing on Tuesday. Before we end, let me make an observation. The religious elite wanted Jesus to die. And so did Jesus. This was his plan and it was being executed perfectly. The the disciples didn't see it that way, but Jesus did. Later on, the disciples did see it that way. And in Acts chapter 4, the church prayed for boldness because they could now see clearly the plan of Holy Week. From where we sit, we can see it too. That's why we call it Holy Week. A holy God was executing his plan to deal with sin, death, separation, and to restore the image of God in those who come to Christ by faith. The plan gave the early church confidence because Jesus worked the system that was established and he used it against itself, tearing down at the same time the the wall that separated between God and man, giving people access to God. It was a plan of precision, passion, focus, a plan in which Jesus was in complete control, and it was a plan while executed in power was born in love. In other words, God used his power to tell us that he loves us and to make a way for us to love him too. Today, on Fighting Words Tuesday, or Holy Tuesday, however you want to say, let's pray for the boldness to live our lives on the same mission as Jesus. We'll see you tomorrow.